an amazing anointed word of God this morning. So let's welcome Steve as he comes and shares the word of God with us today. Thank you. I'm on mute. We don't want to be on mutual service, do we? No. Guys, you did an amazing job this morning. Come on, let's just, let's just give honor to the worship team. They don't look for honor, but they serve us so well week in, week out. And biblically, they go before us and prepare a way into the presence of the Lord Almighty. Amen? They prayerfully pray before they come. I know Alex, especially when he's leading worship, is praying week out, week out. What God, what do you want me to bring on a Sunday morning? What are we bringing? And Alex, I just want to say, the songs couldn't be more fitting for the word this morning. So thank you for calling on God's word for that. So well done. Wonderful. So, um, as, I, as I said um, at, the begin, over, at the beginning of the year, um, Becky and I have taken some time out at the beginning of January just to be prayerful and uh, just spend some time dwelling on what we feel God wants us to speak on for this year, what, what we feel God wants us to be focused on for 2024. And I just want to firstly say a massive thank you to Pastor Chris and Pastor Andy, who have brought two incredible words uh, the past few weeks. Uh, it was great to have Pastor Tim last week uh, from Compassion, wasn't it? It was great to uh, be able to invest into uh, those wonderful children in Rwanda. And uh, just to let you know, if you didn't get a chance to do that or you still want to do that, we've got three weeks and there are, there are still some uh, children that are there for sponsorship that you can and make use of. But I'm really grateful that Pastor Chris started off the year with uh, preaching on being fruitful, a year of fruitfulness. How many of us believe that God is going to bring some fruitfulness this year? Amen. Come on. It was a calling for us to place ourselves in a place to be fruitful as well. And uh, then Pastor Andy came and he uh, he, he, he kind of stretched our mindset to think bigger. Wow. Are we ready to think big, church? Okay. I love what Anita said. You see, we worship a God who is a God of the big, but he's also a God of the detail and the small, yes? But sometimes we can get lost in the, in the small and the detail, and we miss the vision of the big of what God's, God's doing. And vice versa, sometimes we can get lost in the big as well. But as Becky and I, over the last year, as we've led this church, Becky and I have felt God just prophetically speak into our lives about 2024. And he spoke this word over me back, in, back last year, um, and it was confirmed four times um, that this is where we needed to go. And uh, um, I really sense that God is calling us this year to be a church that reaches out and stretches out. Let me say that again. A church that reaches out, come on, that is missional, yes, but that also stretches out. 
we expand. Yes? We're already seeing that in this house today, numerous and numbers, but, but stretching out is not just about numbers, it's about our own stretching. Yes? It's about the, the individual walk with God. It's about how we stretch ourselves to become more uh, in, in God uh, and how we, how we lean into his word, how we dwell into his word and we grow in all that he has asked us to do. I'm going to be reading from Isaiah 54 verse 1 and I'm going to be reading the message translation. Now this is a paraphrase but I really love the poetic words of how uh, the message translates this. Uh, so I want to read uh, it, this. It says, Sing, barren woman, who has never had a baby. Fill the air with song, you who have never experienced childbirth. You're ending up with far more children than all those childbearing women, God says so. Clear lots of ground for your tents. Make your tents large, spread out, think big. Pastor Andy encourages that, didn't he? Use plenty of rope. Drive your tent pegs deep. You are going to need lots of elbow room. <laughs> I like lots of elbow room. I went to watch the football with, um, we, we were blessed to get the t some tickets to watch Nottingham Forest at Bristol and I took Paul and Dave Squibbs and Andy um, and uh, Chris, who is the chaplain there, got, got us some tickets. And uh, I don't know if you've ever been to a football match, but sometimes you can feel quite claustrophobic, can't you, uh, when you're Squibbs. And I was sat next to Andy, and he, he was nearly sat on my knee. It was wonderful. <laughs> we even took a picture of hugging each other. <laughs> but it was a great time. Let me continue to read words. Sorry, that was just a side note. <laughs> Uh, plenty of elbow room for your growing family. Amen? We've got a growing family. You're going to take over the, the whole nations. You're going to resettle ab in abandoned cities. Don't be afraid. You're not going to be embarrassed. Do not hold back. You are not going to come up short. You'll, you'll forget all the humiliations of your youth and the integrity indignities, sorry, of being, being a widow will fade away from memory. For your maker is your bridegroom. Thank you, Jesus. His name, God of the angel armies. Come on. God of the angel armies. Your redeemer is the holy one of Israel, known as God of all the earth. You were like an abandoned wife, devastated with grief, and God welcomed you back like a woman, married, young, and then left, says your God. What an amazing um, scripture to read from. And this, um, I'm sure I'm going to be delving into this over the whole of 2024. So you, you just need to dwell in this word uh, this year. And... Uh, I'm going to be focusing on actually uh, verse 1 this morning, okay, and I know I've read the whole lot out to you, but I want to prepare a way for us, and actually these verses that we read in Isaiah 54, they're all about a preparation before 
God's promise and a preparation to walk into God's promise. And this morning, I want to talk about the preparation of God's people before they walked into God's promise. Yes? What they needed to be prepared for. You see, when we, when we read the Old Testament many times, we see God's uh, full intent for Israel was to be the forerunner of faith. Amen? That the church would imitate. The church would see what had been done and it would imitate. So in 2024, we read these verses and these verses are relevant to us as they were as relevant to the people of Israel back in those days. Amen? You see... Israel's history was she was regarded as a barren woman because she had no children, even though she had a husband who was Jehovah. But God had a plan for Israel to increase, to burst forth like a river of living water, to overflow, to overflow the people. See, God's intent has never changed. His intent for you and I is this, that we will grow, that we will continue to grow as the church, but we must be willing to reach out and stretch out. My first point to us uh, this morning, and looking at the preparation of the Israelites in that uh, verse 1, where God's, God's gives a call to them to sing out as a nation. We've got to remember that the nation of Israel was stuck in a place where they, where they, they remembered their barrenness. And they had to get to a place where they could see a future of something greater in God. Because God's promises were much greater than what their past was. And my first point is that our past has brought us to this place, but it's our future that will define us. Amen? The people of Israel had been on a journey to this point. Right from the point of Abraham, and in fact, we can go back even further, but I'm just going to pull up from Genesis 12. It reads, the Lord said to Abraham, go from your country... Um, from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. I will make your name great, and you will be a blessing, and will bless those who bless you. And whoever curses you, I will curse. And all the people on this earth will be blessed through you. Genesis 28, also, God speaks to Abraham. There above stood the Lord, and he said, I am the Lord your God, the father of Abraham, and the God of Isaac. I will give you your descendants. And the land you are lying, you are lying on. Your descendants will be like dust of the earth. And you will spread out to the west, to the east to the north and to the south. All peoples on this earth will be blessed through you and your offspring. Church, I, I need to remind us this morning that this church is not about the building that we stand in. 
but it's about the people that sit next to you. And God wants us to spread out to the north, to the south, the east, and the west. This city is a vast city. And God has called us to be a church that is a city-wide church. And as I, as I preach this morning, I'm going to be preaching vision, and I'm going to be preaching prophetically, because my foot is always in the future, but it's also in the now, and I'll speak a little bit about it um, later. But I want to celebrate that actually our past has brought us to this place. Amen? This September church, we celebrate 70 years as a church in Plymouth. It's amazing. For 70 years, this church has served the city of Plymouth. And it has blessed the, the city of Plymouth. It's had a journey of many, many years. It's had its ups and its downs. But we thank God that our pastors brought us to this place. In 1954, the church first met in Devonport. And Julie, who's just sat on this road this morning, said to me, she said, I came to the church when I was a young girl and I started coming in Devonport. How amazing is that? It's wonderful, Julie. And in 1962, under the leadership of Pastor Eddie Durham, the church moved here to this land. Yes? And the church congregation built this building for the glory of God. And over numerous other leaderships, it has served this city in a mighty, mighty way. This morning, we have some people who have laid the foundations of this building. But I want to tell you, when Becky and I first came, one of those people that laid the foundations came to me and told me that story, but said, Pastor Steve, it's just a building. Wow. It's powerful because we can get attached to something. I want to tell you, God hasn't told me to do anything with this building. I'm not, don't get scared. But there is a future. And there is a future for us. And it may not look how we thought it would, might look. But let's see what God does. Amen? Who's excited? You see, I want to I tell you in September we're going to celebrate 70 years. Because there's an importance to celebrate in the past. Yes? Okay? The past carries hurt, the past can carry pain, but the past also carries much joy. And we celebrate the goodness of God. So hear my voice right, yes? So when we celebrate the past, we celebrate God's goodness of what he's done in this place and in this city. We thank God for past leaders that have brought us to this place because without them, we wouldn't be here. Okay? I'm, spe I'm speaking as a leader here. But here's the thing. The future is going to look different. And we've got to be ready for the... We've got to be ready for the difference. 
You see, if we're people who reach out and stretch out, we cannot repeat the past. We can't be a people who repeat the past. Just because something went well before, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for our future. And we've got to hear what God's saying. We've got to hear God's freshness and fresh voice for the future. And that's one of the reasons why Becky and I moved to Plymouth. Because God, God gave Becky and I this vision for, for this church and for Plymouth to see something greater and bigger in this city. And we haven't, we haven't pulled out our full heart. I want you to know that. I want you to know we haven't pulled out our full hearts yet. Because right now, we have to take step by step and actually walk into what God is doing now. But there's much more to come. So often people say, don't fix it if it's not broken. You heard that saying? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, I guess Ian, with all those lamps. Well. Don't fix it if it's not broke. But if we don't allow the freshness and newness of God to change and bring growth into our lives, we just stay the same. For some people, staying the same is comfortable. Staying the same is a, is a nice place to be. I'm, I'm happy in my comfort space. But this is what happens when we stay the same, eventually things become stagnant. They become stale. If you think about it, if you leave a piece of fruit, it looks wonderful in the first few days. It may even look wonderful in a few weeks' time. But in a few months' time, in a year's time, it's starting to deteriorate. It's starting to get moldy. It's starting to get into a, a lot of horribleness. And that's the same with the church. And the Church of Jesus Christ in the UK, I just want to speak prophetically right now. For some, for, for some of us, we have stayed in a place that is stagnant. But this is not what God wants for his church. He wants us to be moving forward. He wants us to be fruitful, as Pastor Chris said. We have to grasp that our old ways won't open door, new doors. Thanks, Beth. You're ahead of me. You do a great job, Bethany. Thank you. You see, Israel had to prepare their hearts and their minds for what was coming. In the same way, we have to do the same. We cannot walk into the new if we've not laid down the old. God speaks to Samuel, doesn't he? Why, 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 why do you mourn for Saul? Uh, for, Saul? for some of us, there's a word there. Because we, we, we mourn for the past. We long for the past of what was. But there's much more when we, when we long to look to the future. And what God has in store. Because it's exciting. It's scary. But it's exciting. Someone said to me the other day... In fact, it was my mother-in-law. She, she said to me, she said, uh, Steve, when you see something, you make sure that it happens. But I, I procrastinate. I, 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 I keep doing the same thing. 
And I said, well, that's your daughter's fault because she kicks me out all the time and tells me I've got to get on with it and I've got to do it. And this is, this is where Pastor Becky gets and works so well with, we work so well, you see, because I can, I'm, I'm a detail person and I love to make sure that we're on the right path and we've got everything lined up. But Pastor Becky, she's like, woo, the adventure's coming, we're going. Anybody else like that? <laughs> you see, often we realize, often we don't realize the baggage that we carry. Oh, I'm, I'm speaking. I hope I'm speaking to your hearts this morning, church. So often we don't realize the baggage we carry in our hearts. And where we carry it to. You see, if you've experienced hurt or pain in the past, it's likely that it's placed a habit in your life that hasn't changed. Because that hurt and pain has caused you to build a, a wall in your life. And the Bible talks about those walls, the Bible calls them strongholds. And there's good strongholds and there's bad strongholds. But you see, what, what Jesus comes to do in our lives, he, he comes to tear down the bad strongholds. Because he wants us to be a people who live life to the full. And I want to tell you, if you look to your left and your right, there isn't going to be a person in this room that isn't carrying a stronghold today. I need you to know that. Because our human nature is to build walls. Our, our human nature is to protect ourselves. Yes? We want to protect ourselves. But we have to have a vulnerability in our Christian walk with God. And that word vulnerability is, 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 is a no-no word. Vulnerability. I feel a little bit naked. Vulnerability is not about our nakedness. Vulnerability is about our desire to be humble and to lay down our, all that we are to God and say, God, you come and do what you need to do in our lives. I may feel uncomfortable. It may not feel like I want, how I want it to feel. But I know, God, you are going to make a way in my life. And you're going to help me break down this stronghold that has held me back. You see, for a lot of people that are going through mental health right now in this, in this city... And as, as, a as a community chaplain for the NHS, I see it time and time again. I have to speak into strongholds because mental health is strongholds in people's minds and in people's lives. And God's called us to be a people who break down the strongholds and help people to live life to the full. Who the Son has set free is free indeed. Great quote. But are we living it? Are we living it? In the Bible, Jesus teaches about old wineskins and new wineskins. I think it, I preached on it as one of the, the first messages that I did here at the church. But we all know the story and the parable of the, the old wineskin and, the, and the, the new wineskin. But my question to us this morning is, 
are we, are we being guardians of the old wineskins? Are we guardians of the old right now? Because we can't, if we're guardians of the old, God can't pour new into the old. But if we allow God to pour something fresh into our lives because we've been vulnerable and we've allowed the Holy Spirit to work in our lives, something new is going to pour afresh into our lives. Amen? You know, in a world that's full of pointing the finger at wrongs and your sin, I'm so glad that Jesus has come, that we might have freedom and forgiveness for our sins. We've also then got to be a people who choose life and to live in that freedom and truly believe that who the sun sets free is free indeed. My third point is this. Don't miss what God is doing now. Don't miss what God is doing now. Isaiah prepares the way for what God is about to do. And his mission is to help the people of Israel not to miss what God is about to do. Our challenge as the church is to follow Christ's Christ's example and not our own ways. You see, for some of us, we can have tunnel vision. I was speaking to somebody this week about this, and sometimes we can live our lives where we're looking through through life like a tunnel. And all we see is what is in front of us. But somehow we miss the bigger picture. You see, too often we walk with Jesus. Our walk with Jesus becomes a small picture. And we miss what God is doing in in the bigger picture. The effects of that is that our focus can become narrow, become frustrated because we're not living to purpose. Do you know one of the main things that I have to deal with pastorally as a pastor, I've been a pastor now for 20 years, people are frustrated because of their purpose. And the reason why you're frustrated with your purpose is because you're not living to purpose because you're looking down a tunnel vision and you're not seeing what God is doing now. Romans 8 says this, those who live according to the flesh have their mindset on what the flesh desires. But those who live accordance with the spirit have their mind spit have their mindset on what the spirit desires come on church if we're going to be a people who reach out and stretch out we have to have be a people who have our minds set on what the spirit desires we have to remember what God is doing now very sadly and so often I've just seen this time and time again that the body of Christ get fixated 
on the things that are not important in the big picture. But in their world, it's everything. It's important. But my challenge to us this morning, church, don't get lost. Don't get lost in the things that are not important. Okay, it's a bit loud. Okay, it's a bit dark. Okay, Pastor Steve is making me feel uncomfortable. Don't, don't, don't get stuck on those things, please. Because here's the thing. We miss what God is doing now. And I want to tell you, Pastor Andy said it last week. Look around the room. Look around the room. And last week, when we looked around the room, there was barely a chair free. Because God is, God is doing something new and fresh. But not only about, not only about numbers being in the, in the building, God is moving in people's lives. We're seeing healing. Don't miss the healings what God is doing. Don't miss the transformations what God is doing in people's lives. Come on. God is doing some amazing, amazing things. I am so, so pleased that Victoria has come on staff at uh, the church here. She is a wonderful blessing to us. But Victoria's story, she walked into this church last year and God changed her life around. If you want to know about her story, she'll openly tell you it. Her children, her children were, were still, st still back in Africa and, and, and we prayed and believed and asked God to create a way where there was no way. And even when she went back home to go and pick her children up, one of the visas was not agreed. And we continued to pray. And on that day when she came home, she brought all three of her children here to her new home. Don't miss what God is doing. I will celebrate what God has done. I will celebrate what God has done because he is a mighty, mighty God. You see, if we get stuck and we miss what God is doing now, our song becomes a very, very silent thing. And right at the beginning, Isaiah prophesies and calls the people to be a people who sing out of what God has done in their lives. So right now, church, this morning, I'm preparing a way. Because our song and our shout has to be heard. I'm going to say that again. Our song and our shout has to be heard. I'll say it again over Alex's life. I am not ashamed of how Alex worships God here in this church. He may dance. He may jump around. But he, he danced undignified for the Lord. Because he loves God. Now that may be uncomfortable for you, but that is not a criticism of what he's doing. I celebrate it. Yeah, I may not be able to do what he's doing because my back hurts, okay? And that's absolutely fine, but I celebrate 
because Alex is expressing what God has done in his life. And I want to tell you, once again, if you want a testimony of what God has done in somebody's life, go and speak to Alex. There isn't a person in this church today that has not got a testimony. There is not a person in this church that has not got a testimony of what God has done in their lives. My friend Stephen, God has transformed his life in a massive, massive way. And he is doing something wonderful for the kingdom of God and transforming lives. And I truly believe, Stephen, that God is going to bless you this year in a mighty, mighty way. I truly believe that. Church, it may be uncomfortable for us, but let's not criticize people for how they express themselves. You know the walls of Jericho? I don't think they said, hey, excuse me, your shout's a bit loud. <laughs> hey, let me tell you, if you were at the walls of Jericho, the shout would have been loud because the praises of heaven tumbled the walls down. So church, we may be, we may be a loud church and I'm, 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 I'm sorry if, if that's loud for you, but I want you to know this. We're never going to hide our shout. We're never going to hide our song for what God has done in our lives. Tony, I sat with Tony. Tony had, a heart, had, had his heart bypass. And what a testimony of God's goodness, of, of just knowing the presence of God over his life. And Tony said to me, he said, Steve, I'll never be dancing, but I tell you what, my shout will be there and I'll be lifting my hands up to God. <laughs> Who you are, how you, how you express yourself is your choice. But I need you to know that if we all have a testimony, we've got something to shout about. If God has done something in your life, we've got something to share. If, we, if God has done goodness in your life, we've got something to sing about. Because his goodness lasts forever. His goodness goes on and on. And I want, you to t I want to tell you this, that God is faithful in your life. And if today you are going through something, a battle or a challenge, I want you to know this. That his faithfulness will last forever. And that you will know the joy of the Lord. You see, through the prophet Isaiah, God was calling Israel to sing a song. To burst into song. To shout joy because she was going to experience a miracle. Church, we are going to experience a miracle this year. <laughs> There has been a time of barrenness. We've experienced it. But there is a time of growth and joy that is coming. And the call over this house, the call over Restore Church for 2024 is to reach out and to stretch out. Isaiah 51 verse 1 says these words, Listen to me, you who pursue righteousness and seek the Lord. Is there anybody in the house that pursues righteousness and wants to seek the Lord this morning? Look to the rock from which you were cut. 
I was cut from the Lord. Come on. And to the quarry from which you were hit. What? Hewn. There we go. <laughs> Look to Abraham, your father, and to Sarah, who gave birth. When I called him, he was only one man, and I blessed him and made him many. If God can bring Sarah to laughter, whoa, he can make her shout for joy. <laughs> Sing, O barren woman, you who have never bore a child, burst into song and shout for joy. This will be our song. This will be our anthem, church. Because I tell you, as Isaac was called laughter and named after laughter, because he brought joy to a mum who mourned and could not bear a child, I want to tell you that you're going to see many miracles in this year. We're going to believe that God's going to do some great things in this city. But he's going to add to the body of Christ.